a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, you've seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. Ken Russell's The Devils was a controversial film, um, mixing, um, well, nuns and the devil and sex and, and all those kind of, you know, quite heady mix. And it was uh, seen as being, um, you know, something that could cause offence. And uh, indeed, in the past, it's been cut. Jess Franco, in 1973, made a film called The Demons, which uh, you won't be surprised to hear after what I've just said. Cribbed, well, at least in terms of its con- ideas, a little bit from The Devil. Certainly was influenced by it. He took a similar concept as Ken Russell's film and went his own way. And Although it intrinsically is not as uh, well, you know, as art house, possibly, as Russell's... Um, attempts to to offend it is however very much its own jess franco version now we've been down the road of jess franco many times before so don't expect too much detail on the filmmaker himself how and we're gonna do him again in the future as well he's got two more films on the section three list but the demons is an interesting one for fans of Franco. Now, I would probably say that you haven't really seen the best of what the filmmaker can do. You've only watched the films that have been in the, on the Video Nasties list. And the reason why I say that is that um, films like, uh, you know, uh, Cannibals, for example, don't really show them in the best light. He is, by his own very nature, uninterested. The Demons isn't um, a classic kind of strange, surreal Franco either. It's um, a little bit more linear, although it does have its odd moments. So it could be a bit of a gateway drug if you do want to discover more about what the filmmaker's about. n'est plus vierge. Oh. 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 Oh.
Là, il m'a semblé entendre des gémissements provenant d'une cellule. Je suis... with a witch that's been tortured by an inquisitor played by John Foster uh, while um, some very rich types Lady de Winter and Thomas Renfield look on so this witch kisses everybody responds goes yes I am a witch fuck yous all however I will curse all of you and you'll all be die at the hands of my daughters now, this causes some consternation between the group. They're unaware that this woman's got any daughters. Um, and even if they did, they wouldn't know where to find them. So there's, there's, there's an element in terms of, well, who are these people? Because they could also be other witches. From there, we move to uh, a convent uh, where there are two orphans who are clearly uh, related to the witch. Um, Kathleen has been staring at some trouble because she'd been caught slipping news and arriving in XD in a kind of a, you know, the way um, women in uh, nuns do in porn films, softcore porn films. Um, and her sister Margaret is, um, well, she uh, initially is ashamed but then embraces her sexuality, you know, kind of turning the backs on, on being a nun. And uh, they flee the nunnery and uh, fall in line with uh, the same cursed inquisitors of before and uh, move in before uh, revenge is wrought the film is marked by a few things um, it's certainly not as um, psychedelic possibly as some of Franco's films uh, and, 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 and as unusual but um, it does feature um some historical backdrops, which uh, we'll get back to again with um, the erotic rights of Frankenstein. 
And um, random literary references, which uh, marks out this kind of bit of his work, really. There's also an incredible amount of nudity and uh, lying around. In particular, um, um, a lot of nuns um, uh, getting their uh, getting themselves naked, and also um, uh, masturbation, uh, lesbian lesbian nuns, and uh, an incredible scene where a woman basically turns around and says that she has recognised it from the past, and it appears to be from the sight of her ass rather than from the sight of her face. All this feels very sleazy, which it is, and um, a bit, you know, not may, may, may make you feel slightly uncomfortable, which it is fair. It is, however, also a revenge thriller with um, a, a young woman who is willing to go to uh, the ends of the earth and uh, to fight for what she wants, which in this case is to revenge her death of her mother. So we have a reference there, in a sense, to a point to Franco's earlier work, Venus and Furs. But we've kind of thrown in some kind of hardline Spanish Inquisition backdrop. The film also features uh, numerous scenes of uh, sexualized violence and torture. Um, something that we'll come back to on, a, on a, at least one film I can think of off the top of my head with, a, with that Inquisition theme with a Mask of the Devil. The film also sits well with um, Franco's uh, other, um, well, his own um, Witch Finds a General-esque film, um, The Bloody Judge, which is a far classier affair than this, I have to say. And um, Franco more has a, a more of a taste for Justine. Indeed, the uh, the, the lengthy scenes of uh, the lengthy sex scenes, lesbian sex scenes, and, uh, and and masturbation almost certainly shows exactly where his head is when he's making this film. It features a cast that will be familiar to those that know uh, Franco's work. Jeffries is played by uh, John Foster, but um, Karen Field is from Web of the Spider. But uh, you definitely see the the chase Catherine from um, Anne, is Anne Lambert, played by a, from who was in A Version Among the Living Dead, and uh, Marguerite was played by uh, Britt Nichols, who we will talk about again in the erotic rites of Frankenstein. Fans of, uh, of Franco will also be pleased to see Howard Vernon popping up in a, in a slightly reduced role, but uh, nonetheless, they're wearing a fantastic hat for a huge chunks of the film. The film was made uh, with uh, the, being produced by Robert Ness. And uh, after this is after uh, Franco had had some problems with uh, the producing team of Harry and Alan Towers, but it feels and it fits in a similar way with how Franco was willing to work, kind of getting into some locations and churning out as much stuff as he could at the time. So this fits in in Portugal, where it was shot in the early seventies, amongst a wide variety of stuff, but mainly and in this case, uh, it's definitely clear the where again the type of films that he fought would be the things that made money at the time. In this case, uh, Russell Greater Frankenstein, Dracula vs. Frankenstein, and Dracula's Daughter, all of which feature v- basically all the key members of cast in this. Also, if you're a fan of Franco, uh, and believe him to be, not be the hack that he sometimes made out to be, um, 
You'll certainly see uh, plenty in the cinematography to indicate that he knows what, what he's doing. There's a, a variety of uh, fisheye lenses, of, uh, of tight, uh, interesting shots, claustrophobia, and uh, even though it is a film which is very much features, um, you know, the subjugation, uh, humiliation, and violence against women, is, uh, is, does it at least in a pretty way. And when we get to uh, the writer Frankenstein, as I said, it, it's certainly a, a better looking film than that one. Um, Franco appears to be in this this instance uh, keen to create a film that does uh, capture the imagination and capture the eye. This is all courtesy of Raoul Otgott, who worked on Frankenstein, the Frank, those Frankenstein movies as well, and uh, Eloy de Eloy de la Irigiesta's Cannibal Man as well. So uh, another uh, video nasties. Um, Nod as well with Cannibal Man, uh, that film shot in the uh, in the tower blocks, which is uh, a far better film than you would imagine. <coughs> the special effects um, are very much in the red paint variety. There is, uh, I said, there's some elements of surrealism, but not many. But the the key parties are magical curse near the end where revenge is gained via a, a sexual kiss and, and love making which then turns the person into a skeleton a bit of puff of smoke uh, a bit of a fade and then that person is replaced with what looks like something that you probably see in a sixth form art block there is some scoring by uh, Jean-Richard Routeau who Make fits well with um, editor uh, Gerard uh, Kikoin's um, steering of the, of the of that of those that, of the cut of the film, which uh, apparently Franco hated and felt it <laughs> felt it went on too long. Didn't like the sound that much. Uh, apparently, he had no say in in how in how that, a lot of this stuff was shot. All this comes together though to create a film that feels. You know, it's it, it's interesting. You know, it's a it's a well crafted, interesting film. It's not. Let's let's not get too excited by it. Um, Franco is uh, is is, a, is normally famous for more doing slightly more interesting things with the camera than this. But what he does create is a reasonably entertaining, sleazy Euro cine kind of uh, sex exploitation film, uh, and it's interesting that <clears throat> a man like. Franco would look at something like The Devils and go, that that's an interesting film, I, I could do something like that and then make something completely fucking different <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just do the shit with the nuns and then we'll work it out from there you know, um, which feels like a very Franco way of, uh, of treating stuff the film has had a variety of different releases, uh, it's released stateside as uh, Let the Exorcist Beware The Demons Are Here and in the UK by a Sydney Centre uh, exhibited with a local certificate because it got knocked back by the BBFC. When I say local certificate, what I mean is that they uh, managed to persuade the council that, uh, that the film should get a, a, a licence and then it'd be kind of shown locally in, 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 um, in, uh, in cinemas, but it would have a, a regional or a national, I should say, distribution licence. So it was only, you know, it, you'd basically have to tour prints and kind of persuade people that it was a good idea to be able to, to release it. 
Um, there are a variety of different cuts. The British preset ran only for 79 minutes, which is rare now and is um, the version that you know was was seized by the by the police as a section free. Um, but you know the film that version that you'll probably more likely see is either the 101 minute director's cut from 2003, which um, is decent enough, or the uh, super duper long 112 minute uh, French cut. Which, uh, you know, just, just comes in shy under two hours. Feels a little bit long, if I'm being honest. But does feature, um, you know, pretty much everything you'd want to see from that film. Um, the, what I'd say about both Center of the Longer Cut, which I believe is the cut you can get on Blu-ray now in the UK, is that, um, it, it, it's pacing's a little off, you know. Um, there's a little bit too much of everything, really. A lot of bit too bit too much talking, a bit too much torture, and a possibly a little, even a little bit too much uh, young young women masturbating. Um, so you kind of get, you know, there's a lot of stuff, but uh, you know, let's be honest with you, a sleazy film like that, you really want to kind of keep it in under a slightly lower runtime, if we're being honest. But that's a personal opinion. Um, I, what I would say, if you are looking to seek this film out, you will be surprised at how good the demons looks on blu-ray i mean for what is a sleazy film that hasn't had the most auspicious of um releases in the past it is very very good looking and um you know it really does pop and again one of those films that reminds you that uh jess franco is a a lot more than uh, a lot of people will uh would, would would give him credit for if i'm being honest so horny nuns Naked ladies, witches that turn people into skeletons, um, a nod towards Inquis- the Inquisition, but also a film that really is far more interested in uh, the sleazier side of life. Um, the demons will surprise you, um, but you're going to need a bit of patience for it, I think it's fair to say. Anyway, available, as I said, on Blu-ray, DVD and Amazon Prime. Um, so plenty of different ways to watch it. Thanks very much for listening. I um, hope you enjoyed that. I feel like a quick rush for it. I, there's no story around Frank. Who talks about everybody now? You know, and there's, you know, at least you know, the rest of rates of Frankenstein. And oh, we'll have to think of something else to talk about because there's a lot. You know, it's similar ground, same period. Uh, looks quite similar, although it's um, less sleazy. I think it's fair to say, um, despite some nudity and torture, it, it's not quite as S and M and a lesbian filled, shall we say. Anyway, that's a while off yet. Next week, we're going to talk about Graduation Day, uh, the slasher film, uh, which uh, also has a, a very nice uh, Blu-ray release. Uh, if you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is videonastiespodcast.gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter. It's at orange underscore monkey. Or you can get me on either of the websites, thelasthorrorpodcast.com or videonastiespodcast.com. So, uh, until next time, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on video nasty?
Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. 